fucking love this scene. Like, that... <sighs> Introduction to Adam's character. Thank you so fucking much. And granted, we're, like, in the middle of a break right now. I'm gonna go back and reread it. Like, I'm gonna read the next part, but goddamn, I fucking love Adam. <sighs> he is Bay. He will always be Bay. I love him. And listen, chapter five is my favorite. Like, chapter five is the chapter where I need to, like, go the fuck in. Like, because Adam is mad, mad, mad. Like, he's three levels of pissed. And I am so ready to narrate that part. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Now, this is going to be the part where I do the introduction. Hi, hello, greetings and salutations. Welcome to Miss Blackmore's Space. Um, I am in the middle of recording uh, an audiobook, and I figured I would share at least the first part with you, have it be some laughs, some shits and giggles. And um, again, please just laugh with me because I want to share with you the process of what it's like to narrate audiobooks, or at least what it sounds like behind the scenes. So... Hi, welcome to the unedited, done, yeah, just the unedited audiobook. <laughs> uh, the name of this book is called Ignite Sphere Trilogy, book one by Joy Chandler. I am about a year and some change behind, but we're not going to talk about that. Anyway, I'm excited. I, um, I just, well, okay. When I say that I've hired a manager, I, I quite literally mean that I have elected somebody to uh, give me a schedule to, uh, to stick to, which, God bless this woman, she is a lifesaver. She is an entire fucking lifesaver, and I adore her. Plus, she's also a fan of my work, like, as a reader, so that makes this process a little bit easier regarding like creating structure and like a content creation type of structure um to which as i've said god bless this woman because she's already given me a, uh, a strict schedule that i need to stick to to which um again this this podcast episode wasn't uh it wasn't scheduled or anything but i figured since i'm going to use this audio uh, mainly for the audiobook you know why not just share a snippet of it, and then uh, we will go from there. But also just kind of my way to give you something to look forward to when uh, this audiobook does come out. Um, and again, just wanted to have some fun with it, you know, share it with you guys and just have it, you know, just laugh with me because I have a means. I, I have a way when I am reading people's work that I'm just like, what the fuckery is this? And I've already brought it to her attention. I, I love her. She's she's a fabulous writer. I've brought it to her attention that I was like, sis, you got too many LYs in this goddamn manuscript. And like when I said that to her, she was like, oh my God, you're right. And I'm like, yes, yeah, I wasn't kidding. Like there is a lot of LY words. Like I think I counted. See, this is my problem. When I get other people's manuscripts, I am actually counting how many like words are used within a, a set paragraph. Like one person's work that I read used the character's name at least six times in like four different paragraphs. And I'm like, why on God's green earth are we referring back to the character? We already know, the reader knows that this is the main character. So why, why, why are you mentioning the goddamn character's name like three times? 
this is the other reason why y'all don't want me to read y'all's manuscript. I'm, I'm not... I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to do it, especially if I'm recording it. Yeah, you're just going to get a whole lot of what the fuckery is this. But anywho, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap up this episode. Um, but if you've enjoyed it, uh, again, I appreciate all of you showing up for the podcast episode, showing up for my social media posts and the streams and the live shows and all the other crazy whatever the fuck else shit that I do. I love you guys so much. I really, really do appreciate you. So if you could just do me a solid and hit the follow button, uh, give the show a rating uh, if you have the time, because again, I would love nothing more than to just sit, chit chat, shoot the shit and, you know, have it be a fun, interactive kind of thing. So this episode is just a short snippet or preview of the audiobook that I'm currently working on because hi, my time, my my manager, who I'm now just going to call her my manager at this point, has officially given me the schedule. So because it's what I'm working on, and today is uh, is the day to record uh, for at least a couple of hours before I have some more things that I need to do, some more things that I need to get done. I will, at some point, post another episode. I'm going to, again, at some point, uh, invite other authors on the show, but I have to clear some things off of my roster first because I have a lot of projects. So, which is the other reason I I kind of like ghost the podcast or have ghosted my newsletter and all the other things because I am a one woman army. So it's with that said, being a one woman army is is exhausting. So when I have some time and I clear some of the stuff off of my roster, then the podcast show will be back up. I don't necessarily have a set schedule for that as far as like a release schedule. Um, my Kindle Vela stories, I would like to get on a release schedule because I've gotten better with doing edits now. Um, thankfully, because now I have Grammarly installed as a plugin when I am editing my doc. So instead of having to take the same chapter or the manuscript and then have to go online or use a browser to use Grammarly, then I'm creating or adding more or doing developmental edits and whatever the fuck else. So because that takes me some time, now I don't have to worry about doing that. So with scheduling content and at least being able to edit the writing stuff, which is more than likely what I'll be doing throughout the week, but the weekends is gonna be strictly audiobooks. So my deadline to get at least all three audiobooks that I've been commissioned for and my one, it's gonna take me until about January, which that's the deadline that she set for me. Now, I the original deadline that she suggested was February, but she's like, if you're really putting your nose to the grind, then it should be done by January, to which she's not wrong. So because this is something that my manager has suggested, I am going to make the official announcement that there will be three audiobooks, two that I've been hired for, and then the other one, uh, which is mine, uh, The Blood Covenant. I still have yet to go back and record that audio as well. So again, just a couple of, uh, a lot of things that are on the roster. But again, when I'm able to make the money, I would love nothing more than to outsource or to hire certain people for different types of tasks. Like I would love to have a financial advisor um, having a time management slash accountability manager, which that's, you know, who I'm referring to. Um, 
shit, uh, someone to edit the audio, you know, someone to manage my social media. Like there's so much, like there's so many jobs that I could offer if I had a means to pay people. Man, if I had like a team of graphic designers or a graphic designer that I could pay for just all of my goddamn like books and shit, like that's what I mean. Like I, there's so many jobs with the shit that I do because there's so many roles that I, I play like if I could hire someone to manage the online store. Do you see what I'm saying? Like there's a lot that I do that I could technically outsource and pay someone for, but I'm not rich yet. The key word is I'm not rich yet. Okay? Because when I am rich, then I'll be able to create jobs and get things more done efficiently. I'll be able to have money to buy better equipment for the things that I need to get done. Because, okay, my laptop, my MacBook, the battery is shot. Like, it is just shot to all fucking hell, okay? So the amount of time that it takes, because the battery is shot, I have to keep it plugged up all the time, which is very restrictive. So that's one problem. The other problem is I don't have disk space, which you need space on the hard drive to run certain programs. So if I'm trying to edit a, a video clip or a video anything, I can't because it requires memory or disk space to run that program. And I can't run certain programs, which makes my productivity a million fucking times slower. Now I have a separate laptop that I use for streaming, but because it's a PC, and I've done everything on my MacBook. Like my MacBook has at least two or three years of like my work. So I just need better equipment. And most of, and the majority of the work that I do on my phone is also like the, the battery is because it's old. Like my phone is an iPhone eight plus, okay? That shit is outdated. So again, the work that I do on my phone, the battery is dead in like three hours. You know how much work that I actually do on my goddamn phone? Three hours is nowhere near enough time that I need to use it for all the other stuff. So again, if I had the proper tools, this shit would go by so much faster. But these are the tools that I'm given. These are the tools that I am gifted with. Therefore, I'm going to do the work with the tools and the materials that I have. So again, I just wanted to kind of like explain one, the other reason why it's taking me so goddamn long and two, that I'm not in a position to outsource or to pay people to get the work done the way that I would like it done, right? Because editing audio, it's tedious fucking work. It is super tedious, god awful work. However, the finished product is worth it. Okay, so again, just wanted other people or my listeners to understand why there's certain things or, you know, things that I were doing that's on my roster that I've kind of had to take down. Modeling being one of them, streaming being another one. Um, I had to put audiobooks on pause because I was trying to finish up my writing projects, which, you know, I'm, I'm still I'm still learning and growing in this process. But Again, at some point when I'm ready to come back to the podcast, 
Um, make sure that you're following me on my socials, uh, which is mainly Twitter, uh, kblackmore26362. I also have a YouTube channel. I also have a Facebook as well. Yes, I have a TikTok. No, I don't fucking use it. I just wanted to let y'all know that I don't use it, but I have one. Um, but yes, please uh, feel free to follow me on all of the other platforms, mainly Twitter, because that's where I post the majority of my stuff. Um, I am now, uh, again, a content creator, so I am offering super follows, which if you do super follow me, um, there are certain posts that I will be making solely for super follows, which is, you know, like exclusive content behind the scenes types of stuff and all of that. So again, just a lot of things that I wanted to share with you. And I kind of overloaded myself and trying to erase this people pleasing program is a bitch and a half. But I'd like to think that this is what I'm doing right now, because I am getting a shit ton of offers. And I would love nothing more than to show up for everybody that has asked me because Again, this is the work that I do enjoy doing. It's just being limited on tools, the amount of time that it takes. And then because I'm here, you know, helping my parents with stuff around the house and taking care of them because they're not in good health, it, it makes the the schedule or the, the shit that I have that's on the roster, again, like it, it gets overwhelming. So with my time management manager or my manager showing up at the time that she did again god bless this woman um having her give me structure is absolutely fucking helpful but as i said you know make sure you follow me on all of the socials and the other platforms as well um i may end up giving more sneak previews for certain audiobooks that i'm doing again because this helps keep me accountable and that way I can use the podcast and have the discussion with you guys. Um, as far as author interviews, it is on pause right now. But it is something that is going to get done. I intend to start an, another podcast uh, show, which will co be called either The Divine Badass or A Divine Badass. I'm not really too sure. I'm kind of on the fence with either or. Um, but that's going to be mostly talking about the spiritual stuff, my journey, um, and just shadow work, uh, inner work, uh, subconscious, shadow self, all of those terms I will discuss within that podcast. And yes, I will be inviting certain spiritual leaders that I've come across in the Twitter community. So again, a lot of cool things that I would like to get done, but I have to clear some things off of my roster first. But I just wanted to say thank you again for joining me. Sorry for the long ramble because it's been a minute since I've sat and chilled with you guys. I hope you enjoyed the sneak preview of this book that I'm working on, or at least the audiobook that I'm working on uh, called Ignite by Joy Chandler. It's the Sphere Trilogy book one. It is available on Amazon for anyone that is interested. It is considered like a uh, kind of like a fantasy like romance. I, I fucking love this story. I love the characters. Kylie's a badass. Fucking Adam is like a battle leader. And like his character resonates with my masculine energy on so many levels. <laughs> why I love him and why I'm attracted to him. <laughs> it's stupid, but whatever. Anyway, I'll catch you guys later and I will see you in the next podcast episode. Again, follow me on the socials if you want updates. I love you guys. You're incredible, divine, amazing souls. Because if you didn't show up for me, I, you know, 
it's it means a lot to me because you don't owe me your time and you still give it to listen to the podcast anyway so i will hang out with you guys in the next one and i'm out this bitch (laughs) i gotta get back to work wait before you go i need you to stick around for a minute um and enjoy the uncut unedited version of me narrating ignite Fear Trilogy Book One by Joy Chandler. Chapter One Adam. I watched as the human took slow, even breaths, her small ribcage expanding with each inhale. From my spot on the tree branch outside of her house, I could make out the majority of the girl's room. Just the concept of being stuck in a damn tree babysitting a human girl made me want to rip the fucking thing from the roots and toss it into their overpriced lawn furniture. It wasn't anything about the girl that made me feel particularly violent. It was just the fact that I had been put on this assignment in the first place. I had been in the Sphere community my whole life. I started training to be a warrior years after I was technically supposed to, sneaking into training sessions and stalking the older battle leaders to watch their every move. Then I became a battle leader, the best our community had. What gave anyone the idea I would happily leave my position, even temporarily, to watch a human I would never fucking know. But something about me apparently screamed, please waste my time, because there I was, sitting on a branch, peeping on the human girl while she slept. I'd been keeping an eye on the girl for weeks and I still didn't know why. I thought that might have been the most annoying part. I thought that might have been the most annoying part. No one bothered to explain why I was watching her. I thought that might have been the most annoying part. No one bothered to explain why I was watching her. My orders were to find Kylie Warren, watch her day and night, and report in regularly to the counselors. When I had asked why exactly the fuck I had to do it, I said it just like that because I was oh so very well-mannered and even-tempered. I was given the politically correct version of the middle finger because I asked you to. When the council asked you to do something, you did it. The counselors were the leaders of my people. I guess you could call them the governing system, although they all answered to one person. One person who was very fucking inconveniently missing at that moment. The queen of the spheres. The cold air helped clear my head as I stared at the stars, controlling my irregular breathing. I thought that if I went to the counselors and explained that it was a waste of resources to have this girl watched, they would allow me to go back to battle practice, or at least they would explain why she should be watched and how exactly that was my problem. I pushed off the tree, landing near a distinctly unfortunate-looking lawn gnome. God, I hate this fucking line. This line kills me, sis. I pushed off of the tree, landing near a distinctly unfortunate-looking lawn gnome on the other side of the grass. I sprinted off toward the mountain, which was blanketed by fresh powder. The tree limbs sagged with thick layers of ice. Pressing my muscles to go harder, I dragged tracks through the thick snow that my... Ah, I hate this line too. Okay, sis, I'm going to tell you the reason why I, I can't stand this line. The tree limbs sagged with thick layers of ice. With thick. The tree limbs, right? Tree with thick. It's, it, no, it, it all mixes together. I, please, authors, for the love of God, please read your goddamn work out loud. The tree limbs sagged with thick layers of ice. Pressing my muscles to go harder, I dragged tracks through the thick snow. 
That's another problem that I have. Tracks through the thick. Tracks through the thick. You see, it sounds fine, but when you're trying to narrate it, it sounds like, it just, it feels like marbles are in my mouth, fam. I dragged tracks through the thick snow with my combat boots. My inhuman body carried me faster than any car could dream of moving. The fir trees whipped by me, their piney scent hitting my enhanced sense of smell. I stopped at the entrance to the caves, snow billowing around my calves. The caves were set in a large cavern toward the base of the mountain. I ducked beneath a few jagged rocks and trudged in, shaking the snow from the tips of my hair. It bounded in wet spirals around me. The large ice tunnels that traveled beneath the mountain were well hidden. I lived in them most of my life, so I found them easily. I shouldn't have been there, I knew. I was supposed to be watching the human girl, but the meaningless task felt like an giant... I love this line. This one is one of my favorite lines, and I'm fucking it up. This one's one of my favorite lines because he's piss piss, and I understand why he's mad. He's mad mad. I love that he's mad mad. That's why Adam will always be my type. Adam is always going to be bae to me. <laughs> That's never going to change. <laughs> I shouldn't have been there. I knew. I was supposed to be watching the human girl, but the meaningless task felt like a giant fuck you to my ego with every breath she took. I walked through the tunnel, passing my room to find the counselor's chambers. The only person in the cave was Demetrius, a dark man with a long slender build. He was in his gray council robes and sat reading over papers at his desk. I love this scene. <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes. I've read this scene a million times and it's still one of my favorites. He was in his gray council robes and sat reading over papers at his desk. I cleared my throat, stepping into the doorway, which really was more of an arc cut out of the ice and rock. Blah. Which really was more... All right, I'm gonna go back. I cleared my throat, stepping into the doorway, which really was more of an arc cut out of the ice and rock. Adam, come in. Demetrius waved me in. He looked tired. I should feel bad for him, but instead I was thinking that it would be easier to sway him if he was already worn down. I was a nice guy like that, always thinking of others. Excuse me, sir, I don't mean to bother you so late. Demetrius shook his head dismissively. I continued. I've been tracking the girl like you asked. It's been several weeks now. I fought back an eye roll, my mind doing the math on the amount of hours I already wasted on their little task. I haven't noticed anything special about her. The smile on Demetrius's face had disappeared completely. It isn't my fault she's a boring human. <clears throat> Adam, as you know, this girl must be looked after. Demetrius said this with such finality that I knew the conversation was over, but I was too mad to let it go. Yes, sir, but uh, couldn't a younger sphere or new ignite follow the girl? My father always taught me to come to the counselors with a solution, not a problem. Demetrius studied me with impatient eyes, causing me to fumble quickly through the rest of my thoughts. I should be with my team. I'm a battle leader, not a babysitter. I don't believe that it's up to you to decide, he bit out. You are whatever I need you to be. He wasn't going to change his mind. Could you at least tell me why? I snapped. Demetrius' eyes sizzled with unchecked fury. He could have me killed, but he wouldn't. They needed me too much. You should be with Kylie right now. I bowed and strode out of the office. Before I took more than a few steps, Demetrius added, And Adam? I turned to look him in the eyes. 
They were dull with the exhaustion of being in a position of power. My father's eyes always had the same deadened haze, like he was eternally tapped out. Stop fighting this. 